This is Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the unopposable Caleb Coy. Caleb, how are you? Uh, it just made me look at my thumbs and worry that they might not be there properly anymore. Because they, they never were. They're, suppo- they're supposed to be opposable. Yes. But, but you yourself are not. I am. So I feel like I'm at odds with my own hands then. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's, that just feels like it would send me down like the farthest rabbit hole if I were like tripping. Like to be called unopposable when I know that my thumbs are opposable. Oh my gosh. Well, Anytime right? I'm tripping, I am so hyper aware of my hands. <laughs> so See, I've, I've, yeah, that makes sense that I, it would send you down a hole. <laughs> well, now we know what Caleb's going to do after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, you want to hang out after the podcast? <laughs> I have to explore the idea of opposing my thumbs. <laughs> Anyway, this week we have another special guest with us. We have Zoe from Kississippi. Zoe, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. We're stoked to have you here. Good. <laughs> so, so before uh, before we launch into it, how have uh, how have you been doing with the whole quarantine pandemic situation? I've been hanging in there. I've honestly been able to stay pretty busy with music stuff and art stuff obviously um it's pretty scary to not know when i'm gonna be able to go back on tour again but yeah i'm making the most of it that's good uh remind me did you have a tour lined up that got canceled when uh the pandemic hit like almost everybody else it seems yeah um we had or i actually had solo dates with nico case in june um, oh wow! And that was—it was just like a four-date tour, though. So I—I I didn't really lose as much as a lot of my friends did. Still, it's still sucks. A yeah, she's like yeah. one of my idols, so it was definitely a big bummer. But just hoping that it like comes back around, you know. Just tell yourself that it would have sucked. It would have been <laughs> terrible, and like it would have been just, great. Just would have been miserable. <laughs> and I wish I could. You, like, I wish she would have been mean to you the whole time. You know. <laughs> You wouldn't have gotten along at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, I I was secretly hoping that um, we were going to become best friends. So what can you do? I mean, maybe you still can. <laughs> Who knows? For sure. We'll see. Time, time, well, I mean, only time will time tell. <laughs> After she hears this episode, she's definitely going to want to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nico, can we I mean, still be friends? <laughs> I, I do have it on good authority that she listens to every episode the day it comes out. So it's an absolute guarantee that that's the truth. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, that's not she what we're and, here to talk about. Uh, she you and Ted Leo have listening parties. Oh, God, Ted Leo. Here we go again. <sighs> I somehow found myself in a podcast with a running Ted Leo gag. I don't know how that happened. It's probably my fault. Love it. These things just happen. Anywho, uh, Zoe, you picked a record this week. Do you want to tell us what you picked and what we just heard coming into the podcast? Yes. Um, we picked Threads by Now Now. Um, it's one of my favorite records of all time. And what song did we just hear? Oh, <laughs> um, we just listened to Prehistoric. It's the second track off the record. And so what, uh, what about this song really sticks out to you that, that made you want to pick it for the opening track of the podcast? 
I know. I'm asking the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> this will take me a second. Um, That's okay. Puts the pressure on right from the beginning. Right? I'm like... <sighs> <laughs> um, I think, honestly, this whole entire record kind of hits me from a similar point. I think right now, especially, like, being in quarantine and listening to this record that is so much about just, like, feeling stuck and trying to, like, break internal patterns and stuff like that. Um, I think it hits in a different way right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, that, I think that makes sense. One of, one of the lines on this song that really sticks out to me is, um, I would trade this sleep for you in a heartbeat. That Ooh, was one of the things yeah. that I took note of. Yeah, and such a great line. Yeah, and this is a record I listen to definitely like on the regular, but I don't think I've been listening to it as much in quarantine. And when y'all asked me to pick a record out, I was like, oh, definitely this one. And now I'm listening to it from this whole entire like different angle. And yeah, this one is special for me. That's always so much fun getting to like listen to a record you've listened to so many times before and suddenly you're in a new a new place in life or a new situation and the record takes on a whole new meaning for you and you get to kind of rediscover it all over again. I always love Yes, that. that's absolutely what's happening to me with this record right now. Like listening to it, preparing for the podcast, I've just been like damn, this shit is truly emo. <laughs> like I, I can relate a little too hard maybe right now <laughs> and so I'm, I'm so glad I picked it for that reason because I'm like wow actually this hits so hard <laughs> I was actually really glad that you picked this record as well because uh, a few episodes episodes ago now now came up and I told Kitsy that I want to pick saved as a, a future oh, episode nice. um, but like I really love the gems off of that record. Me too. But for some reason, have only listened to like a couple songs from this run in the past. And I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> I never know what my problem is. I uh, feel you. Because it's really good. It's another one that's just amazing start to finish. Um, so this gave me a really like the, I didn't, shouldn't have needed an excuse, but it gave me the excuse I needed to like go back and really explore this one. I love that. And I'm such a big fan of Save Two. And I, really think that record was such a cool change for them. Um, and I thought about picking that record. This band in in total is just one of my favorite bands in the world. Um, but I think that this one has just been with me for so long. And yeah, I don't know, I'm attached to it. Um, I actually just did a new record in the fall with um, Andy Park, who mixed Saved, and did Neat. some other work on nice. that record. So there's definitely um, some new stuff coming that kind of lines up with that vibe. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to hear yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited to share it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're all very excited to hear it, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I say that I've, I've actually yeah. heard the rough mixes. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I have. <laughs> And it's it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, so glad you like it. Hopefully you'll you'll come back and do another episode with us when that finally comes oh, out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would love to. <laughs> we would love that as well. 
Uh, I'm also really stoked that you picked this record because uh, this is something that kind of keeps coming up, actually, episode after episode, is that this is a band that I've always been aware of. Yeah. But I've never really listened to. Yeah. And uh, not for any particular reason, just never did. And so now, uh, much like Caleb, I had an excuse, not that I needed one, but I had, I guess a reason would be a better... uh, better word but i had a reason to check this record out and i i really enjoyed it and uh you know i can also say that that like two songs in i was like okay i i see why you picked this i can definitely hear the influence uh in in your music as well yeah for sure and it's it's actually funny because i have listened to this band since they were still now now every children because i discovered them when i was like oh my god I guess you're going to make us feel old, aren't you? Yeah, 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 definitely. (laughs) So I think I was like 15 or 16, maybe younger than that. But I remember finding out about them because I saw a picture of Haley Williams wearing a Now Now Every Children shirt. And I was like, that is such a cool band name. I need to listen to them. And I really liked now now every children and i liked this record when it came out but i didn't really fully dig into it until maybe like 2014 and i think that's when it kind of became a part of like my regular listening cycle just found an interview uh that i want to reference in the the show notes that uh explains the in joke for that name because apparently it was like a typo uh that they just decided to keep for the band really? Name. Oh my gosh, I actually didn't yeah. know that. Go That's ahead and tell us. Can you tell us the story quick, Caleb? Now I'm really yeah. interested and I can't wait for the show notes to, to read about it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll have to read the whole article to get the, the full context, but uh, this little blurb on, on Genius.com says, Now Now nah, Every Children was an in-joke from a typo, initially considered as an EP title before sticking as the band name. Oh, love it. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can. In-jokes as titles. Who does that? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh, it's a really dumbass story. It was a typo of our old band account. I was talking to a couple people who we'd become friends with online, and it was just a typo, really. They were fighting over who knew us uh, first, and my response was something like, now, now, whatever, blah, blah, but it came out, now, now, every children. So basically, like, <laughs> she was joke-scolding someone, and uh, it, it, they just kept it. Aw, I love hilarious. that. <laughs> Now, the million-dollar question is, why did they drop the Every Children from the name? Does anyone know? That's an excellent question. I don't question. know. This is the thing Probably. we should know, shouldn't it? Shouldn't I mean, maybe. I'm, see, I'm not... It's weird. I'm not really the type of person who, like, fully, like, digs in and researches bands <laughs> that I listen to. I feel like I just kind of, like, listen to the music and accept the music for what it is and... Don't ask any questions. <laughs> but I would guess without like digging into the, the full history of the band that it was something either like they got tired of saying that much. <laughs> like having a long ass j- band name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, the joke wore off and now now itself was just really catchy. It definitely is. I mean, now now on yeah. its own is a great band name. Um I wish that I could shorten my band name like that. <laughs> I mean, your band name's already pretty great, Oh, though. thank you. 
Yeah, I mean, mm. I, I I go under Kissy sometimes, but um, there there are actually apparently some other artists called Kissy, so it'll stick to nickname status strictly. Or you can fight them for the rights <laughs> to the name. Yes, boxing match I mean, with the other Kissies. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna tag them. In you the could boats charge money for like admission to that. It could be like a, a whole event. Kissy versus Kissy versus Kissy. Yeah. I actually looked it up on on Spotify the other day because it actually is something that I considered before, like just renaming the band Kissy. And yeah, I found it on Spotify that there's. A lowercase kissy and an all caps kissy. <laughs> and I was like, never mind. <laughs> I'll lay off. <laughs> you could be, you could do that like uh, early 2000s, like every other letter is uppercase. Oh, my God. Hell don't yeah. Do that. That's terrible. Don't please don't bring that. Oh, back. my God. It would look so bad. <laughs> An X on either end of it for no reason. X kissy X. No, actually, <laughs> I think you I think you just nailed it. I think that's it. <laughs> do it you won't we're just oh, xe no. there you go that yeah honestly that's kind of sick that actually doesn't suck yeah um i just changed my band name and now grimes and elon musk are my parents <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry to hear that <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna suggest that you play off the like state abbreviations and uh, like Mississippi is MS, so like Kississippi could be KS, but I think that's Kansas. Yeah. So, yeah, that is Kansas. <laughs> and then I'd Kansas. have to have a, and a, cage match a band called Kansas, Kansas so. instead. <laughs> 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 Which uh, might be easier. Yeah, <laughs> might be easier because they're definitely old. <laughs> you're right that's so funny yeah. damn now i need to look up a picture of the band kansas just to let's all do just it. to know i mean they've got to be at least like roll. 30 right oh my god one of them has an eye patch <laughs> what really <laughs> one of them legit has an eye patch um oh my god you're I not wrong it. there's a lot of people in this band holy For shit sure i want an eye patch someone come poke my oh eye my. out you know, so, you can just wear an eye patch. You don't need to, like, get a prescription for it. You can just, like, wear one. I don't know. I saw so many photos of the same guy with an eye patch. I'm like, has he always had an eye patch? But then I saw, a, like, an old photo side by side with a more recent one, and the eye patch is definitely a recent thing. <gasps> I wonder what happened. What is his story? <laughs> Google, why does the guy from Kansas have an eye patch? Hey, um, uh, hey, patch guy from Kansas, on the off chance that you're listening, uh, I'm sorry we don't know what your name is, but please get in touch with us and come tell your patch story on our podcast. Love it. My uh, caps lock is accidentally on, but I feel like this search is definitely better done in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the search that you're doing, Caleb? He lost his right eye in a childhood fireworks accident. He wore a prosthetic eye for many years, but now wears an eye patch instead. What a badass. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) Holy shit. That's it. See, like when I was little, like when we would go to 4th of July fireworks and stuff like that, I had this like irrational fear of 
like someone getting their arm blown off or something. It, that's not irrational at all. Yeah, I mean, that's a very. I think I like heard a story about that happening to someone when I was like five or something, and I just could not deal. <laughs> Maybe it was the guy from Kansas that you heard the story about. For all we know, who knows? That's probably it. <laughs> Like, how many times does someone's parents or grandparents were like, you're going to put your eye out? This motherfucker did put his eye mm-hmm. out. Oh, my God. And decided and to switch from just... prosthetic to just to eye patch, just to own it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have so much respect for this guy. <laughs> you got to fuck with it. I just, okay, so I'm looking at their, their Wikipedia article. Um, again, because I, I closed it, but I wanted to look because I, I asked myself, like, wait, is the band Kansas actually from Kansas? And yes, they are from Topeka. Uh, uh, a lot of people ask me if I'm from Mississippi, and I'm like, sorry. No, I'm from Kississippi. <laughs> yeah. Can't you? Can't you very read? Different place. What you can't tell? <laughs> yeah, it's a very small neighborhood in Philadelphia that encompasses only my house. <laughs> True that. So I'm looking through Kansas's Wikipedia entry here, and there's a section called. 2006 to 2014 continued touring and regained popularity. I didn't realize Kansas regained their popularity in, uh, I didn't realize they lost it. I'm just imagining like those parks casino billboards. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Like, I feel like there's always like funny tours going (laughs) like the funny, like, AC casino tour things. <laughs> like, I feel Kansas like last year I saw one for, like, Evanescence, and I was like, they still play? And then I was like, yeah. at casinos. Like. Yeah. Or, like, state fairs. <laughs> like, Kansas is definitely doing the state fair circuit. Damn, I'm ready to retire from DIY and start playing casinos and state fairs. <laughs> Holy shit, th- this... This Wikipedia article gets wild. I'm so sorry. I just got sucked no. in. I have to, I just have to say a few things here. Yeah. Go for it. We're listening. Uh, on July 2nd, 2014, a statement was issued on the band's official Facebook page announcing the impending retirement of lead singer Steve Walsh. Okay. On July 6th, 2014, former Kansas lead singer John Elefante issued a statement that he had been contacted by the band on July 2nd to discuss rejoining. However, on July 4th, after turning to prayer, he said that it was not meant to be. After turning to prayer. That's, I mean. Yeah. Now, here's another. When the Lord says don't rejoin Kansas, you don't rejoin Kansas. (laughs) You might poke your eye out. (laughs) God said. (laughs) Jesus. Here's, Here's an even more wild statement. Uh, on July 24th, 2014, man, July of 2014 was a busy time for Kansas announcements. Uh, oh the band announced that their longtime lighting specialist, David Mannion, would be handling the main keyboard board parts, uh, for the band on stage. Yeah, that checks out. Like, he got promoted from lighting guy to keyboard guy. How Good cool for him. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Ball out. Love that. Keep it in the fam. But, uh... Oh, and that gave the group a full-time keyboardist for the first time since Greg Roberts' departure in 1997. I'm sorry, there's like 18 people in this band and they didn't have a full-time keyboardist? (laughs) Just tell one of them to play keys. (laughs) Also, now who's doing lights? 
<laughs> I need to know. <gasps> Sorry, we don't That's have a lighting a really guy good question. anymore. Please, Keith. He can play in the dark. <laughs> or he like runs we the lights from the stage. It's all MIDI now. It's all MIDI controlled. <laughs> we don't really need to, to pick apart the entire Kansas uh, Wikipedia article. Oh, but however, I think we do. <laughs> however, I think it's very important to to uh, at least mention the uh, the chapter headings under the the history uh, section. Uh, 1970 to 1973, early years. 1974 to 79, rise to national prominence. 1980 to 1984, creative tensions. Whoa. <laughs> 85 to 90, we reformation. We should have listened to Kansas before this podcast and talked about them instead because this is fucking crazy. Fuck it. From here on out, this is exclusively a Kansas podcast. <laughs> Sorry now, now. Kansas is my favorite podcast. band now. <laughs> Amazing. All we are podcasts in the wind. <laughs> Buys the domain. <laughs> Podcastinthewind.com. Very I swear nice. to God, Caleb. I'm at least looking up to see if it's available. Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm Caleb Coy. And together we plumb the murkiest depths and scour the darkest corners of the internet in search of movies. Movies you might have missed. Or purposefully skipped over. We break down the madness and offer tiny tidbits of trivia. Or sometimes just yell into the abyss about how these movies ever got made. Catch a new episode every week. Okay, now that we're 26 minutes in and we've only talked about one song, uh, yeah, does someone want to throw out another Now Now song to talk about, please? Let's see. Okay, a song that I was thinking about earlier that was honestly making me cry to think about is the song Lucy 2.
Well, I was thinking about it making you want to cry. So the song <laughs> is actually about Casey's cat dying. And it sounds like this, like, fucked up sad love song, but it's actually just, like, way more sad than something like that. And, um, I don't know, like, there's that line at the end of the song that's you take what you can get and you die with it. Oof. And it's, like, fully, if you think about it, it's just, like, Fully about how, like, you are all that your pet has. Oh. And that makes me emotional. My cat's hiding under yeah. my bed right now. Otherwise, I would be holding her while <laughs> saying this. But, um, yeah, that song is, it's always been really special to me. But after, like, learning the true meaning behind it, I was like, oh my god, I'm permanently fucked up now. Um, I almost think that's, well, not almost, like that's definitely sadder than if it was about a person. For sure, because, I mean, personally, like, I, like, thrive writing love songs, and so I feel like it's just, like, a part of who I am, and... I connected to it in that way originally. And then when I figured out it was like about something so much different and deeper than like a breakup, I was like, whoa. Um, Like uh, the beginning of the song, she's like, I've gone from four to one in the past seven months and I can't afford to lose anymore, but I'll keep you company until you go to sleep because you've been everything good to me. I'm like, that's about a cat. God damn. And I'm like, <gasps> I could cry just saying it now. Because it's true. It's like, I think, um, especially right now, I've been connecting with that. Like, coming to terms with a breakup that I went through and having my cat, like, be the main friend that has been there for me through that. One of the reasons that I really fun enjoy the like mental roller coaster that is uh genius lyrics is when people like just completely get it wrong yeah then they do like <laughs> crowdsourced interpretations of the lyrics mm-hmm. and this is probably my favorite that i've ever seen especially now knowing like the actual context of this song oh yeah you have one nice let's hear I it i think she's saying that she's lost three important people in her life probably including her partner so she wants to keep her friend. They've been a good one, and they're still her friend. It's also possible the three people she lost were her friends, and the remaining one is her partner. <laughs> it's like... That's a dance. That I is think a dance. it's actually just, like, when you think about it, it's kind of all about... I mean, this record is so, like... It surrounds itself around, like, a breakup pretty obviously. Mm-hmm. But I don't even, like, when I read that song, I'm like, now knowing what it's about, like, I feel like it's just about this cat. And just about... The whole record? The whole whole record's about the cat. I would write a whole record about my cat. Don't test me. (laughs) I'd write a whole record about my dog, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Um, But, yeah. (laughs) 
It's a sweet, sad song. <laughs> it is, and I, I feel really like I shouldn't be laughing right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let it loose, dude. You're good. <laughs> it's good to laugh. I did think, feel like the uh, the intro of this song kind of reminded me a bit of like old Pedro the Lion. Oh, really yeah, like totally. Vibe. I think Pedro the Lion is definitely like a big influence for this band. Um, I've like watched, watched their audio tree from around this time a few times, and I actually think their drummer talks about Pedro the Lion on the audio tree. I can see that, especially like his style. For sure. And just like the whole entire like world that they come from. That's another connection to my new record too, actually. I just had um, Sean, who plays drums in Page of the Line, now play drums on my new record. Oh, that's awesome. That's also very dope. Very stoked about it. He absolutely crushed it. I honestly didn't even actually fully watch him recording because we actually packed all of our recording days into two weeks. And I actually played a house show while we were recording. And so Andy, who did my record, was like, take a break for the day and go play your show and stuff like that. So yeah, I I missed a lot of the recording of the drums, but he like just absolutely nailed it. Luckily for you, drums are much more interesting when they're done being recorded. <laughs> I know. It's like drum day is like the worst day. Oh my Sorry, gosh. drummers, but <laughs> the rest of us all know it. So something that I've uh, mentioned before that I really love is when songs will like reprise a theme or like be an actual like, kind of like a part one, part two throughout a record. Uh, and now now does this in a really great way yes. uh, on this record with the, the first track, The Pull, mm-hmm. and then later on uh, in the record, the song Thread. talk about um the uh during uh was it during an acoustic performance of the song uh casey revealed that the song was written after the poll which serves as the introductory track to the record which we know mm-hmm. uh and this uh thread was the the product of a remix idea that the band had combined with the hook from the poll uh so they like 
kind of started like started it with the idea of it being a remix and it grew to like have a life of its own which i think is really really neat for a song to do wow i love that that's really cool and that's something that i love so much about this record as a whole and i was actually going to say this earlier like i feel like it's a concept record without being a concept record because yeah. it's so thematic like they talk about patterns and threads there's just like so many like little keywords throughout the songs that make you like connect the whole entire record. Yeah. Almost as if there's like a thread connecting the whole record. Oh my God. Uh, I, I wonder if that's why they Find called it that. Find a thread to pull. That's so that's intertwined. So I love, see, so yeah, if you've got that, that first uh, couple of lines, find a thread to pull and we can watch it unravel. Uh, and there's also the, the chorus from Threads, which is part of the, uh, the pull as well. A hint of light in the dark, only enough to keep us from or keep from giving up. If I could go back to the start to break the pattern forming between us. Oh my God, that's one of my uh -huh. favorite lines on the record. So I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah, and it, like the pull does this really well because it's such a short song. It's less than two minutes, I think, maybe just over a minute itself, uh, and it. Um, it's it's short, but it's attention grabbing. It has mm -hmm. this really like kind of lo-fi, static equality, and these just really sad lyrics. So it like it starts the record with this just really introspective feel. Yes. Yeah, um, I. It's crazy how capable they are of like absolutely punching you in the heart in a minute and a half. Just the first yeah. track off the record being like a minute and like 40 seconds or something and already making like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm about to get hurt. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so true. Fully it, like that. It sets the tone for the, the whole record really well. Yeah, it really does. You know you're in for some for some pain. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, uh, I don't think we even planned on this, but like another one that comes to mind that I think is actually really cool and that is Dead Oaks. I can't feel your bones, but I... what it needs to do in less than two minutes like it's it's not too short it's not there's nothing wasted there uh 
And there's actually a really cool uh, video to, to that song that I, I saved a link to. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share that. Uh, but yeah, that's something that uh, now now is really good at. Like they will say exactly what they need to say in the amount of time that they need to do it. And like sometimes that means there's a, you know, a minute and a half long instrumental outro. Sometimes it means it, like that's the length of the song, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I was actually thinking about leading up to this conversation i was like we need to discuss the fact that some of these songs are like two minutes long and do everything a song needs to do and i i think that's how i feel about this band in general like they just make exactly the music that my ears want (laughs) like yes i'm like they just nail it more than any other band does for me I don't know that there's a better, more succinct way of putting it other than they make the music that my ears want. <laughs> I love that. My ears want it. Pippi, come I up mean, here. It, my cat's Is there a around. better compliment to get as a musician? Like, you make the music my ears want. That's, <laughs> they, that's the goal, right? They cover all the bases for me. They really do. Like, because, I mean, I think... My music comes from kind of a similar world because it's like what makes me happy. Um, But like they make these songs that are like banger pop songs, but at the same time, they're like so depressing. Yes. And I'm like, that's everything that I want to do. Like that's the goal. That that is the that's the dream. I'm like, you want to make people dance and you also want to make them cry. But you want them to do it at the same time. Because it's like cathartic. <laughs> that old that old cry dancing. The old cry dance. Gotta love it. <laughs> that just reminded me, there's this song. It's not even a Now Now song, but um, fuck. I need well, to remember the we exact... we can't talk about it, though. <laughs> I need to remember the, ex- the exact titles, but I think it's called... Hold on. Like legally, we can only have like one reference to another song or band outside of the ones we agreed to talk about. And we already blew out on Kansas. So. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. The the contract that Michael had us sign is very strict. Mm-hmm. It's too bad because I'm gonna make you listen to this song after this. Um, there's this artist. <laughs> um. A song that, well, you can delete it if you need to, because you need to hear the song. But a song that um, just nails that feeling of, like, crying and dancing at the same time is, it's literally called How Many Nights Do You Dance With Tears In Your Eyes by Love You Later. It's a banger. So it's literally about dancing and crying. Fantastic. It fucking rocks. So, making y'all listen to that after this. Uh, Hey, everyone. Kitsy here. I am recording this uh, after the fact. We had uh, so much fun uh, talking with Zoe. I hope that uh, you realize that listening to this uh, episode this week, um, that we went way over time and we didn't really want to cut too much of stuff because it was all really good. So we actually decided to split this episode up uh, into two episodes. So we're going to go out here on uh, the song Thread off the album Threads by Now Now. And then next week, we're going to come back with uh, Zoe again to talk about uh, Kississippi's last record, Sunset Blush. So make sure you subscribe to uh, catch part two of this great interview and hangout that we had with Zoe. 
Uh, you can find us at Left of the Dial PC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The PC does stand for podcast, not personal computer. I don't care how many times Ted Leo says it's personal computer. It is 100% podcast. Uh, you heard it here first. You heard it here for real. Uh, you can also find us at podcastinthewind.com or leftofthedial.fm, where to get all of our previous episodes, all of our show notes, links to everything we talked about this week and in previous weeks, uh, and also just kind of see what we're all about. So uh, hit that up, uh, tweet at us, like us on Facebook, whatever you got to do. Just say, hey, let us know you're out there. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I have been Kitsy, Caleb has been Koi, and we will be back next week. Thank you. <laughs>